All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to podcast number one. So this one was recorded back in Australia on the Sunshine Coast um, earlier on in the year. Um, I just wanted to get a few sort of together so I can start dropping one a week uh, before I before I started dropping them. So yeah, this this one's with Steve Han. So Steve is a board builder in the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, and he's making alternative surfboards, doing some really cool stuff with um, Enviro sort of um, manufacturing. So he does everything himself. He's um, got his own little sort of facility at home. And yeah, he's, he's got a, a, a pretty small space. And with that small space, he's making some pretty incredible boards suitable for uh, the Sunshine Coast area, but also doing, you know, more performance stuff for, for boards that you can you can take overseas. So probably what um, what I took away from from this podcast with Steve, um, and also like I've I've known him for for a while, and I've I've um, sort of seen his boards, and we've had some pretty pretty awesome discussions uh, regarding his his um, board manufacturing methods because it's pretty um, non traditional. So yeah, the stuff he's doing is is um, it's very forward thinking. There's a lot of vac bagging. Um, there's a lot of uh, alternative cloths, um, EPS foam. So what he's making is, you know, very lightweight boards, but also very strong boards. So his his um, method of construction is, um, you know, he's getting the longevity out of his boards as well. So he's sort of he's ticking a lot of boxes in the way of he's he's making um, environmentally friendly boards. He's making super lightweight boards and he's making super strong boards and he's doing all of it. Um, in, a, in a very small um, space at, at his place. So um, it was very interesting to sit down with Steve. Um, I don't know if the audio quality on this one is great just because it was my first podcast and I probably didn't have me, um, me mic set up as effectively as what, I, as what I probably am learning to now. So yeah, they, they, the, the audio quality will improve with my understanding and knowledge of podcasting. So I apologize if um, Steve's voice is a little distant. Um, also, you probably hear me cracking beers in the background as well. Um, so yeah, it's all good. We'll work through it. Um, yeah, appreciate you checking in and having a listen to this. Um, jump in, jump on Steve Han's social media. So on his Instagram is green, G-R-E-E-N underscore sticks, S-T-I-X, to, to check out the boards that he's manufacturing. Um, otherwise, his, um, his sort of boards is ETC surfboards. So yeah, you can check him out, etcsurfboards.com.au. Um, check out his website. But yeah, he's um, very reasonably priced with his boards. Um, if you are interested in, in getting a new board, Definitely check him out because um, yeah, there's there's really no no reason why you shouldn't check him out because um, yeah, like he, he's showed me some of his boards that he's taken over to Samara and surfing them, you know, sort of overhead and just no depressions, you know, just really super strong boards, lightweight, enviro friendly, and a local manufacturer, you know. So yeah, so guys, you know, make sure you're supporting your your local manufacturers. You know, buy your, your beer locally, buy your surfboards locally as much as you can, support your local uh, manufacturers and keep your, your money um, within within your local community, you know. 
Um, so yeah, what this podcast is about is introducing a lot of these people that are, that are doing stuff locally and manufacturing locally. Um, and yeah, yeah, try and show them a bit of love and show them a bit of support. Um, so we'll jump into this first one, guys. Thanks heaps for tuning in. And um, yeah, welcome to podcast number one of Local Heroes. Cheers. Sitting here with Steve Han from um, ETC Surfboards. Um, Steve, pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, good to be. Yeah, first local hero, so pretty ex- exciting. Yeah, um, so Steve, yeah, we'll get started, mate. Uh, when did you start making boards, and and how did you sort of get into into making making your Enviro boards? Yeah, cool. Look, I'm in my early forties now, and. Um, in my early 20s, I used to play cricket with a guy that um, that shaped boards, so I did a bit of shaping and stuff with him, and I started getting into it, and he taught me a fair bit, but um, all the PU, the resins and all that, just I couldn't handle all the smells and all the toxins and stuff, so I sort of shelved it a bit, and then... Um, so who, who was that that you were making uh, boards with? I was trying, I was racking my brain today, I know his name's Mick, but I just can't for the life of me dig up his second name, so I've been in touch with him for about probably 18 years. So, so was he a home shaper, or was he was he working around the area? Yeah, or? sort of like what we do, like he's yeah. sort of home shaper, yeah, yeah. and he, he'd been in contact with some with some other names and stuff, but um, but yeah, it's just getting a bit long, so yeah. I probably hung with him for a couple of years while I was playing cricket, and mm-hmm. did a few boards back then with him, and yeah, yeah. He, he sort of showed me the ropes and got me going, and, and then um, I've always like like the enviro sort of side of things but now with newer materials and newer resins and stuff especially the epoxy resins sort of got me back into looking at it again probably five or six years ago so um i was doing more of the hollow wood boards mm-hmm. and um just to go as green and clean as i could but um they just don't surf that great so they are oh, they are they're good mm-hmm. on a point break but I like my, my beach breaks and, mm. and you know trying to do big turns and stuff like they're just just a bit too heavy and, and just don't ride as well as yeah. normal boards so that got me back into foam but you know with with the advances with your polystyrene foams and your, and your new epoxy resins um that were pretty you know your bio resins what i started with um yeah it's just got the froth and the stoke going again and yeah once i got back into foam and shaping it just all came back and yeah just haven't looked back since then so yeah so just to touch on um sort of i guess for the for our listeners what we're chatting about, so um, you started out with your chambered um, surfboards. Yep, yep. So we're talking about like solid um, pieces of timber and then sort of drilling out the solid timber. and. Um, yeah, look, the easiest way to look at those is mm. like a, um, an aircraft wing. So it's framed up pretty much exactly like the aircraft wing. And then you use, guys, most guys use about 6 mil for your skins on your deck and underneath, but um, I've got down about 4 mil. And if you put enough structure in the hollow chambers, they hold up pretty good with that. Yeah. So, but um, you got your vent screws, and it's just just places they can take on water. Yeah, and I've put and, my knee through mm. one. I've sunk one before, and the amount of hours that go into them. Mm. Yeah, when you it's just too heartbreaking when you break one. So. Yeah, and and as we we're talking about, there's a, obviously your labour. There's a lot of time. Yeah, when, you, when yeah. you're doing everything yourself, as you are, um, if you can if you can reduce a bit of time on something and make something a bit more efficient, then you're obviously um, you know 
creating more time to be able to make more boards. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, like there's there's fifty to sixty hours in a hollow timber, mm. but um, you know, with with the Polonia and foam boards I'm doing now, they're about probably ten to twelve hours of board. So yeah, it's narrowed that time down heaps. Yeah, that that's unreal. So let's yeah. have a little chat about your um about your your shaping workshop because the, the when I came around and visited you the first time, you sort of blew my mind with your um. <laughs> your space i mean you're obviously utilizing your space so effectively and you know you're producing some pretty incredible boards i would say at the at the forefront of um enviro um environmentally friendly um but also performance you know and and also incredibly strong like you showed me that um that thruster that you've taken to samara a couple of times in double overhead and the thing looks brand new. There's no depressions in it, you know. So you're making these incredible boards that are environmentally friendly, that are strong, um, and you're using a pretty awesome space, a pretty small space to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> no, do you want to look, explain explain what your um your area is and yeah. Yeah, look, it just started off using the garage, and then I didn't even have a proper shaping base, so I was like looking at buying a caravan and just going it and making that and thought about shipping containers but there's no room here for that and in the end I convinced wifey to um, to let me have my half of the double garage and, and I built the bay in there and um, I was like yeah promise you can have your half you can still park the car but yeah as I got more boards and, and more gear it just sort of overtook the space so honestly I could do with another whole double garage mm-hmm. I think, to, to sort of fill that up but um, but yeah look it's a tight space in there but um, you know, all my sanding actually happens outside the house, so it's just hooked up to a shop vac, mm. and um, my sanding bay is out in the open, which is awesome, mm. except for when it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's cool to be outside. Uh, the neighbour loves him. He sticks his head over the fence when you're sanding. He's always keen to see what's going on. So. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so wife's never getting a garage back. But, <laughs> but um, but yeah, look, it's good. I pump probably pump four or five boards out every six weeks out of the garage. So yeah, just sort of build them to order. Mm. Um, and then look if. If I'm ever not, if I don't have any on order, I'll, I'll just make a couple of stock ones here and there, and and I'm um, I'm always, always sort of making new designs just to suit our surf that we've got here. So, um, geez, I've probably got about 15, 18 boards that of my own, and I just keep building them and trialing new things, you know, new concaves, new rails, new whatever I can try to to sort of see how it performs. So, so the ones I sell on the website, any board up on there. I've surfed heaps and like my mates have all surfed it mm. and like I won't put a board up for sale unless I know it's a good board so so there's a lot of ones in that shed there that um that are just sort of one-offs and I go yeah look that surf's sick but I might just tweak this and tweak mm. that and then when I get a board that I'm stoked with mm. then I'll just sort of put up on the website and, and sort of offer that shape so so and even the ones on the website there's usually only a couple of sizes like like there's a fish in there that I make a five nine four that pretty much covers dudes over eighty kilos, and then I got a five six size that'll cover under eighty. Yeah. So and, and look, I just try and shape them all to suit to suit the waves we get on the east coast. Like we're not getting performance reef breaks, so I, don't, like, I can and I do make like some Indo boards and stuff, but the majority of boards I make to suit the waves here, just so you have more fun, catch more waves, and, and yeah, just, those, those Simmons looking boards that you're doing that are epic. You know, I was, I was we were talking just before we got started, and um, you know, th- those Simmons boards just seem to work so well on the sunny coast. You know, super wide tails. You know, quite you know a bit shorter. Yeah. Um, and and pretty wide. You know, we're going over twenty inches in our width. You know, and um, 
but but seemed to work super well. You know, yeah, well, you got little dull waves up here, and um, the boards that we were just having a look at before look awesome. You know, just just good surface area, good good um, good volume. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. look, some of those um, well, those boards, some are like twenty two and a half. I've got some 20, 23 inch boards wide, and they're just they're massive compared to like. The boards that a lot of people would shy away at that. I I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. I always I'm one of those guys that's like trying to re-educate guys to sort of go a bit shorter and go a bit wider. You know, yeah, so yeah, a lot of it, people are scared of the, the twenty inches, whereas you seem pretty comfortable with going a bit wider and a bit shorter, which you know yeah, seems look, to work. I, look, I'm six foot two and I have five four is my go to. So I said, you know, I've got a heap of five fours in there that are 22, 23 wide, but they're just unreal. That. You can surf them on a performance wave, even though they've got low rocker with a bigger volume up around the nose, you don't nose dive them. And so mm. you can surf a more performance wave. Though if it is performance, I'll take the fish or I'll take one of the other boards out. Yeah. But, but, you know, I've surfed those little boards in performance waves. But, you know, we're lucky to get performance waves here once a month if you're lucky. Mm. So the majority of surf, they're just epic. And yeah. like, that's so much volume, they paddle so easy. Like the EPS and the, um, the epoxy resin just float incredible. So you can paddle into any sort of ripple. And you can just trim over fat sections. You'd never get a performance board through. So I guess we'd just have a chat about that too um, with our listeners. Um, do you want to just go into a little bit of detail about the um, the different types of foam that you can get for surfboards? And I guess your traditional PU, which is probably just a normal surfboard. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't wouldn't be familiar with the difference potentially, or they've probably heard about epoxy, yeah. but they don't really know probably what the difference is yeah, well, it, um, per se. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can have a bit of a chat about, you know, obviously you, you've been messing around with a, with a lot of different materials, with your cloths, your gum, having a bit of a, a, a mess around with the flax and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll start with the blank and just talk about the difference um, in EPS versus PU, so your traditional versus new yeah, cool. and go from so, there. So the P, the thing I never liked about the PU boards is just you'll chuck one of them at the tip and they'll sit there for 20 years. They just don't break down. So and PU yeah. is poly, polyurethane, yeah, blown blank. Yeah, and the chemicals are just terrible. But but I know when, when the Clark blank place shut down, I know they started doing a lot more EPS or just, yeah, polystyrene. So it's just the same stuff you get from the fruit shop, your fruit mm. boxes and stuff like that. So... And the um, benefits of that is that it's recyclable. Yeah, it's recyclable, totally mm. recyclable. There's um, there's a couple of plants in Brisbane. There's a mob up here at Coolum, and they've just got this big machine. You just feed all your offcuts and stuff in it. Just spits out. It sort of heats it and just spits out like these bricks of polystyrene. And then they send that to China, and then they make stuff out of that in China. So. Yeah, right. So, so they just send it over, and then they reuse it to to probably. Yeah, build I didn't know what they're doing. Like yeah. I was just so amazed when mm. I saw this machine going. It's so cool. I can't believe you can get like you know, a room full of foam down mm. to like a couple of bricks on a pallet. Like it's just amazing. It just chews it up and heats it. And it, it's it's almost like it's glass. It's sort of half melted it, mm. half chewed it up. And um, yeah, they, when they get a couple of pallets, they just ship it off to China and, and they make stuff out of it over there. So, so a lot of people talk about um, with your PU versus your EPS, um, your buoyancy difference. So, I mean, what would you, how would you compare your sort of your buoyancy? Because I mean, the, the, I've, you know, the, one of the things that you sort of hear every now and then, like EPS is too, it's too buoyant. Your, your board's too corky, or it's too, you know, floaty. That's one of the sort of the, the negatives that you, you tend to hear. I guess it's probably spread from, from the industry. So, you know, what's your sort of spin on that? Oh, look, I personally, I love the volume. Uh, the um, 
I love how well the, the buoyancy APS floats. The buoyancy, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how well the APS floats. And it, um, it, like if, if you don't want that much buoyancy, then you'll just create something with a few liters less volume. You go a bit so, smaller, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I always say too. Just go a little bit yeah. less volume. And that's cool. You can go shorter. Yeah. You can go a smaller board. If, if you weigh 60 or 70 kilos, you can... Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much go a little bit less volume, go something a bit smaller. And look, I reckon smaller boards, they're more maneuverable. Like, if you look at old videos like back when Tom Carroll at Pipeline, like, those boards are surfing, they're massive. And you compare them to the size boards they're surfing today, like, you know, like Slater, he'll surf, he'll surf five foot something in mm. like triple overhead pipe. Like, mm. it's just crazy mm. at how well they're surfing. I think you make sections better. So, I think the EPS foam's really good because it gives you that extra buoyancy. Um, without having to put too much more volume in it, that you can surf shorter boards and just, yeah, just board design, I think, it's just come in leaps and bounds over the last 10 years and it's just getting better and better. And, and better for the environment too. Yeah. I think that's the most interesting thing that you're really sort of pushing and the, and the thing that excites me about what you're doing is it's, um, it's it, you're making these really strong boards, probably... Um, more structurally sound than than a traditional surfboard that's lighter and stronger you know yeah, so yeah. i think you know th there's a lot of benefits to to the boards that you're building so you obviously put a lot of thought and time and effort into it and we we're just talking before about social media and having the ability to be able to communicate with um you know a, a bunch of different people throughout the industry and yeah, a lot yeah. of people are pretty forthcoming with sharing information which is awesome and um, you know, like I've I've been emailing guys over in the states and and getting good feedback and you know, so having access to that information and people sharing information is you know. Oh look, it's awesome. been it's been magic and and like there's not there's not many people in, in Australia that that do this sort of stuff. So even things like because um, I, I hand shape everything and and my blanks start from a, a massive block of foam. So I'll cut templates and then I use hot wire cutters just to cut them out but even when I was setting that up you can't buy hot wire cutters in Australia so I've had to research how to build them and I know nothing when it comes to electronics so you now I spent hours down at JCAR and all that sort of stuff and, and email and I had dudes in America that were doing this stuff so countless emails to them and they said you know try this and that and here's some plans we did and so it actually took me ages just to set up a hot wire cutter just to even cut the foam and, and there's just no one here to talk to mm. about any of that and even the vacuum bagging like trying to find, I've Googled for hours trying to find dudes, like companies that vacuum bag here. And there are vacuum companies, but they're set up with massive vacuums, not little tiny things for, um, for surfboards. So you've got the refrigeration guys, you can use their vacuum pumps and stuff, but they're not great because the amount of oil they consume. But it's, there's, yeah, there's no one here to give you any sort of feedback. So you're just sort of finding your way through guessing how to do stuff, what you see on Instagram. And then, you know, guys I've just been contacting in the States, there's a few guys there that do all this stuff really well. And, and um, yeah, just talking to people like that, getting ideas and just trial and error. So, mm. so look, at the way that I build the boards today, you know, it's taken me years to get to that point, to be able to make a board that, that's so strong, mm. yet um, it's still super light. Super light, light. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always compare. Um, I make traditional surfboards. And when I say that, you know, PU, um, traditional fiberglass and um yeah the first time i came around your house and i picked your boards up and sort of blew me out how light they are and yeah you showed me some of your boards that are two three four years old and just no depressions you know yeah, yeah. and that's just unreal you know so i guess 
if you want to just go into a bit of detail about how you're creating that structure from the from the skin of your board. Yeah, yeah. So so once I've shaped the actual foam, then um, I and a stringerless rod right, as well. Yeah, so that's the difference. Yeah. So there's no stringer in your yeah in your blank. So it's just a piece of EPS, which makes it lighter to start with. And it makes it so much quicker to shape as well. Mm. So you know, I can pretty much from a solid block of foam, I can cut it out with the hot wires and fully shape it in under two hours. So, and then you know, you're just straight into glassing. So uh, with the glassing, I just use a four ounce cloth. Um, so once it's been shaped, I flip it over. I'll do two layers of four ounce on the bottom, uh, and then wrap that around the rails. And Which then is giving you stre- strength. Yeah. I mean, most yeah. most standard boards, like your lightweight performance boards, are like one four. One four ounce cloth on yeah, the bottom, yeah, so yeah. you're going two fours straight up. So yeah. you got double the strength there immediately. Yeah, and it um, um and like you, if you're going to use a vacuum bag, I learned that the hard way too. You've got to you got to put glass something solid on first because of um, if you just try and chuck a bit of polonium on a bit of foam, you'll come back in ten minutes and you'll have a banana. It's actually pretty funny the first time I saw it, but I did roll on a board that way. But um, but yeah, by by glassing two layers first up gives the board a bit of structure first, and then I. I shape up a polonia deck, which is, it's about two mil of polonia. And so polonia is obviously um, timber. Yeah, polonia, it's it, it's like balsa wood. So it's a hardwood, same as balsa wood. Um, nice and light. It's super light. Mm. Yeah, it's not that much heavier than balsa wood, but it's it's just got a better structure to it. So you can sand it better, you can machine it better. And it's sustainable as well. I mean, it's a faster growing timber as well. Yeah, yeah, a mm. tree, 10 years will fully grow a tree. Mm. And then when if, if you cut that tree off at the base, It'll send up another shoot a couple of weeks later, and it'll grow another tree in its place. So, yeah. So the the only thing better that you can use for surfboards is cork, because cork you're just taking the bark off the tree. You don't even cut a tree down for that. So, so I've got a couple of cork ones on the go too. But like we we'll talk about that a bit later. But mm. but um yeah. Look, the, and the polonia, the the properties it has are awesome. Like it's mold resistant. Um, it, it like it it doesn't burn very well. So a place where I was getting polonia. Um, they had a whole farm of them, but when, when it got planted, they didn't plant it right. So they were knocking over in storms and he was knocking them over the tractor and stuff. But he had, the, the farmer hated it because he put in a pole, they couldn't burn it. So it's sort of burn resistant, it's mold resistant, mm. uh, it's water resistant. To a, like That's why I can build those glassless boards as well, mm. all the eco boards. So, mm. so look, I do two types there. So I do a fully glass board with a planier deck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's only two mil sort of skin on the deck. And then I do the eco-style boards, which is like a three mil skin underneath, a four mil on the deck. And, but there's no fiberglass on that. That's just a lanolin finish. And, um, yeah, just look, they, they do write different. Um, just depends what you're after. If you're sort of more used to a performance board, you probably go for more of a glass one. But if, if you're in an environment, if you know, like Dave Raster and those sorts of guys that love surfing all sorts of alternate boards, and that's what these are. And, yeah, they're just super fun. It's just... I love surfing. It's you know you just you're surfing totally different to how you surf with your normal glass board, mm. but you just have so much fun mm. and, and you, you hit sections you wouldn't hit on your normal boards and mm. you know you, you come across fat sections that these eco ones will just trim straight over the top of. Mm. So yeah, just sort of yeah, like yeah. I think that's a big difference too. If we start talking about your bigger surface area instead of having to pump over sections, which are you know generally a big. A big single concave is, yeah. is designed for just um, momentum and quite often, I mean, not just in the sunny coast, but all over the, Australia and the world, 
you know, you, you've, you've got waves that, that aren't always creating momentum. You yeah, know, they're yeah. not always like, well, they might, you might get that sort of takeoff where you get the momentum and it, it might sort of die out. Yeah, and we get such a low swell, mm. uh, swell period here. It's so just, if you get those, weak, yeah, those borders, yeah. those boards that have got a bit of surface tension, yeah. like you said, they'll trim you through sections a lot better and a lot more effectively. Yeah, yeah. And I look, I find those, that it's the Dunny door, I call those, um, mm. Those small ones there, those five fours, just it looks like a dunny door. And yeah, first mm. one I made, my mates thought that's a dunny door, man. I was like, you hit it, that's mm. it, man. It's the dunny door. So look, I know I've got a couple of versions of that, but they're all basically the same properties and and similar in shape. I've just played around a few different tails and a few different noses mm. and stuff, but but basically the guts of it are all the same. Um, and yeah, look, it's just opened up a whole new world to me, and and I think like there's a bit of a mini Simmons movement, probably more in the states than here. But, but they're just short, fat, they've got massive tails on them, but they just surf these waves so good. And I think, you know, heaps of guys, I'll go, oh, yeah, I'm building Mini Simmons. They're like, what's that? What's that? They, yeah. they don't know what they are. Like, a, lot of, a lot of, like, politically, culturally, like, Australia is usually 10 years behind yeah, um, yeah. the state. So whatever's happening over there will generally roll out here a little bit later. So a lot of that stuff that's happening now, I mean, you'd probably go to Byron and, Noosa and there's a handful of people that are yeah, yeah. tuned in with that sort of thing, but the general populace is probably um, you know, is is still still learning, still yeah, still figuring yeah. it out. They're probably seeing these boards, but a lot of people don't want to drop, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand bucks on a board if they don't know it works, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, you know, but that's so, what that's what makes me laugh, is that yeah. like you watch WSL, so they were watching Slater Medina and those guys just killing it. And they're surfing all these high-performance boards, but they're surfing high-performance breaks. Mm. And uh, how many high-performance breaks that we get along between mm. the sunny coast and Byron? Like, there's, you know, mm. there's a handful, but but the majority of surf here just doesn't suit those boards. Well, I mean, you, you'd get the same as, as I would all the time. Where I was talking to a, a, a guy that I that I worked with, and um, I lent him one of my boards and it was a mini Simmons, sort of George Greeno tri-fin type thing, super wide tail, just a, just a nice little um, board for, the, for, for this area. And, yeah, I've surfed it in, in, you know, good, solid sort of pump and swell and just had some really fast, incredible um, waves on it as well. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good all-rounder. But, you know, I lent this board to, to, to this guy and he's like, I've never surfed anything like this before, you know, and just always surfed one type of board you know yeah yeah and like, that, that always blows my mind because I, I grew up surfing a whole swag of different yeah, boards yeah, you yeah. know but everyone's different but i guess yeah if you if you don't know you don't know essentially oh, look i'll take every time i go for a surf i'll take two three boards every time and just depending on what the waves are doing is what board i'll surf but mm. but it's good too because then i'll turn up a couple of mates of them like oh look here's a spare that's here someone surf this mm. and, and it's funny like dudes will be like man what that's Dunny Doorman. That's mm. not going to surf. And mm. then they go for a paddle and get a few waves. Mm. They're just like, man, this it's incredible. is incredible. So, it puts the fun back in it, I reckon. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It puts yeah. the joy in it because there's nothing worse than like going out for a, for a paddle and you're trying to, you know, get onto a wave and you, you're paddling your ass off and you, you don't get any waves, you know. Yeah. To me, if, if you got a board and, and it works in one foot slop or, it, you know, it's yeah, still, yeah. it still works in three, four five foot and it's pumping you, you want something that's an all-rounder not just you yeah, know, yeah not just six foot um pumping at you know uluwatu or, or yeah, whatever yeah. you know yeah that's what surprises so. me with these boards like i make them to surf 
waist, chest high rubbish, mm. but I've had still them out work. in bigger days mm. and blow, you know, solid overhead, mm. and they still go good. So, mm. uh, yeah, like, yeah, I just, I think people have just got to try new things, and and mm. it's like, I don't take credit for any of this stuff. Like, you know, Bob Simmons, he's the original guy. And mm. he, was, he was 60s, I think, like he's years ago. And, mm. and it's just evolution of designs that had already been there. So I don't, mm. I don't take credit for going wider and shorter. Like, mm. But I just put my spin on these boards that are doing that as well and they just surf so good. In and the that, that's what's exciting too, I think, about um, the, the board evolution is guys like us, we're, we're seeing people not just like locally, on a local level and like 20 years ago everyone's just doing whatever is in front of them but now you know you got social media and that so you're sort of seeing what other people are doing what yeah, you know, people yeah. are doing in europe people are doing in in the states and you know yeah all over the world so so there is that sort of a community of people that are building alternative boards and totally. and and doing all right with it and sort of and sort of pushing it you know so there, there is that growth and the, the, the other part of it is, is I mean, in, through the 60s and 70s, um, particularly the 70s was like a real crazy period of, of board development. It went yeah. from like, you know, the late 60s to the Hawaiian guns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like in 10 years, this went 20, you know, thruster, you know, and then the thruster just pretty much, you know, stuck around for yeah, yeah the 80s, 90s, 2000s, yeah. and, you know, so pretty much 30 years it was just all thruster, you yeah. know. And so I guess people are still in that mindset of the shortboard concave um, thruster, you know. But, yeah. like, we, we just before we started this podcast, we're starting to talk about, you know, like single concave with um, through the guts, you know, with with, um, with flared rails and rolled bottoms. And so rolled bottom, I mean, that, that we're talking about 60s design, but, you know, th th they're discussions that are coming back into play yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know, and a lot of people are doing the twin fin, which essentially is, you know, a 70s design board. So it's exciting to, to, to see all of this stuff sort of come back into the mainstream essentially yeah, on, and, on, and be experimenting yeah. with, with different shapes and designs and, and it is a pretty exciting time to be making boards as well, especially with the environmental aspect of it as well. So. Yeah, look. Look, first and foremost, I guess, well, my love of surfboard drives this, but, but my love for the environment too. And, like, like I'm pretty heavy with my knee, duct diving and stuff, and soon I have a heavy ass. So whenever, like, all the PU boards that I've had over the years with a stringer, within a month I've already got big divots either side of the um, of the string, and I just they just get destroyed. And, like, I probably, like, if I had a PU board under me last two years, I'd be doing pretty well, but, but like, I... Now with these new materials and building the way they do with the polonia, um, and using that as a parabolic stringer instead of a normal stringer, like that, that, it's just amazing the longevity I'm getting out of these. So like I've got boards in there that are like three, four years old now, and the deck is as good as the day, you know, that I made them. So so how how would you say that yours is different to say, for example, like a firewire board? If someone said, well, why should I buy one of your boards as opposed to you know a firewire or a contemporary board? Yeah, okay, what, so, what's the difference there in, in you know, your, de your design or, or yeah, what you're with, building? With the firewire, so, um, so they're, if you look, I'll look at, talk about their TimberTech ones. Mm. So their TimberTech, they're pretty similar to the Eco ones that I'm doing. So like they've got the EPS phone core, um, Polonia rails, solid Polonia rail, Polonia skins. They, they do a three mil um, with the firewire. I actually had... Well, I've still got one out there in the garage, a, um, a baked potato that I had from a few years back. 
and after like just I had it probably a month and I put my knee through the deck on that. So follow up good, I sent it back and they gave me another brand new one. A month later I put my knee through that. So and they're like, Oh, you know what repairs it, don't worry. So I actually they do the timber, but they just do a layer of like a hot coat of resin. They don't put any glass lambs and that in it. So so the way I do it with the with my glass ones, it's only it's only one and a half to two mil of polonia on the deck, but I've also got a, a layer of four ounce below a layer of four ounce above it. And that just, for some reason, just makes it bulletproof. So, so look, it, those, so below those, it and above it. So you yeah, got your, yeah, yeah. Um, so sort of sandwich you, polonia through you, it. You laminate on your EPS blank. Then no, no, no. So I, I um, when I cut the shape out for the polonia, I'll flip that upside down. I'll laminate a four ounce layer of that, mm-hmm. and then I'll flip it on the board. And I think the secret to making them so strong is the vacuum bagging. So, mm. so once that deck goes on, it gets vacuum bagged onto the deck. And then I'll wrap another four ounce layer over yeah. the top of that. So, so, you, it, so you're, you're doubling your yeah. glass up, and that's creating that, like you were just saying, your parabolic structure. So yeah. you're, you're, you're putting structure on the outside of the board. Yeah. Whereas a traditional board, if you just got any, any sort of amount of glass, it's going to seal it, but it's really not creating too much structure. As soon as you run that into anything, you, your knee, or yeah, yeah. if you, if you hit, hit anything, it, it's not, it's, it's not going to have that structure. It's just going to sort of fail and create, yeah. you know, a, a stress fracture or a crack. So yours is is essentially yeah, and gonna... like, and it, it, I think the way that I build them, it just changes the flex. And look, flex is like the sort of buzzword at the moment, but mm. it um, it just seems to change the flex characteristics so much. So because, like for me, when your feet are standing over the string when you're surfing, you've got the hardest on a traditional board. You've got the hardest part of the board going down the middle so like like I'm a carpenter by trade so if you've got a, a block of wood on edge you know how strong that is like like it doesn't hardly flex at all so mm. by having just a thin layer across the deck it just gives so much more flex like the natural inherent flex in the EPS foam and the plane is not really inhibiting that much at all so if you get um, if you take one of those eco boards without the glass and you just get the foam you do a skin of like a four mil skin of plane on the bottom and a cork deck the, the thing you could almost bend around and touch nose to tail, like there's just so much, you know, not quite mm, that much, yeah, but yeah. there's, mm. there's a massive amount of flex in it. Like I actually, you have to put in those eco boards, you have to put a solid timber rail in it just to reduce the flex. So let's let's just talk about flex for a minute as well, because I mean it is the the new sort of um, hype word, and even myself, you know, coming from sort of traditional board building. It's not something that that I've ever sort of contemplated in, in my board builds, but it was something that we sort of just briefly touched on before. And so I guess a lot of people are probably interested. Like, what what is the benefit of, of flex, and and how in when you're surfing, can you can you get, um, a, a, you know, how, like what's the feeling that you're going to get, and, and what's the benefit that you're going to get from having a bit of flex in your board? Look, it's it's hard to get a straight answer from anyone about exactly what flex does. So. I've you know spoken to a number of guys and just personal experience and probably the easiest way to explain the benefit of flex is is taking off on a wave and as you go down for a hard bottom turn you're sort of visualizing the head like your board the tail and the nose sort of bending up towards you as you take that bottom turn just with the, with the water pressure and, and just how you're positioned on the board but then as you're coming through that turn like like the sort of stiffness of the board that kicks out of that flex as you sort of drive up the face, it just sort of 
the theory is that's just giving you more power and more drive down the line by having mm. that bit of movement. So it's going to throw. It's going to be able to throw you into your turns, and it's yeah. it's quite interesting. Like it's something that, like I said, um, it, it just it, it interests me and it fascinates me, but it kind of scares me a bit too because it's like you're introducing this new dimension, this new totally, element totally, into yeah. your surfing. And yeah. um, I know that you're messing around with a bit of bit of cork. And I know, I know uh, Ryan Lovelace does a lot of flex yeah. design. He's, he's a guy over in the States. Tom Wagner is a massive... Uh, Ryan uh, does those big flex tails. So yeah. normal looking mm. board and he's got a foot of just... Mm. It's like barely 10 mil of just glass mm. at the back. And I don't know. I assume it's glass, but he's got so much flex on those tails. It's, yeah, it's mm. crazy. Tom, Tom Wagner's Tom, another yeah, yeah. guy, and um, we're talking about um, Josh Martin yeah. as well. Um, Martin surfboards. So, so there's you know some some pretty, you know, in, in intelligent guys sort of been making boards for a very long time that are now really uh, um, messing around with this flex and these new materials that are coming yeah. out are allowing them to yeah. to design. Um, super strong boards but you know with, with that flex so i'm ex- i'm actually interested and excited to yeah. be able to surf some boards with flex and and be able to and because you know i obviously love alternative sort of board design and give it a run and, and see how it works you know so yeah look it's mm. such an unknown and, and as mm. a shaper it's so exciting like mm. like you know you can make one that's just it could be rubbish but mm. And you can make one and it's just be the magic board. But if you like, look at boogie boards, like look how much flex is in those mm. and it's got to work because if it didn't work, they'd be riding fiberglass boogie boards. But mm. all the boogie boards are just mm. like, you know, you put your name in the middle of one of them and they um, mm. they go nuts when mm. you get so much flex out of them. So I think mm. I, I think the big thing now is just taking, taking little bits from like how windsurfers build boards and mm. how boogie boarders build boards and I think... I think the way I try and build boards is just an amalgamation of wakeboards and that sort of stuff. Every mm. sort of genre of, mm. of board building is slightly different. Mm. But I, I, just to be able to sort of put all those together and use all those different ideas, like it's just sort of blown me away what's possible with boards. And mm. yeah, look, th- those eco boards, like I try not to say, yeah, I build eco boards to people because straight away people go, oh, eco, oh, they must be crap. They mm. must be they won't last yeah, or yeah. they're not yeah, as strong. But in mm. reality, one of those glassless mm. eco boards, you should get ten years out of that. And and like like I've got one there. It, well, it's probably it's been going for about a year, but it's been absolutely flogged. And I like mm. I've hi- like not high lent it out to mates, and mm. and I've had like a mate fell on one of the fins and put a crack at the bottom. But they're so easy to repair. You just run a router over the crack. Mm. You can glue a bit of polonia in, and and they're good to go again. Like mm. it, they're just they're so bulletproof, and they've got twenty four mil of solid timber rail on them. Mm. So you. You just you can't damage the rails, and, and if you do, you just cut that section out, glue a bit of wood back in, and they're good to go again. And, and people are like, oh, there's no fiberglass, or you make them out of sustainable materials, they can't be any good. But man, you put one of these under your feet, even now, I've been serving for a few years now, but every time I ride one, it just blows me away, and it just gives me so much froth out in the surf. And you know, like I still, mm. if we, you know, I go to Samara a bit and surf over there, and I'll still take performance boards over there because you know, you're on a, on a heaving reef break. You need those sort of boards, but but on my last couple of trips, I've been taking one or two boards that aren't big performance boards and mm. surfing them, and they're just they're handling those ways as well. So, mm. it, it, yeah, it's just I think a big thing for a lot of people is the mindset. But it would have, I mean, even for yourself as well, probably. I mean, I grew up in in bloody far north Queensland, but um, you know, I moved down the the, the Gold Coast um, in my early twenties and. 
sort of got got into um, you know surfing um, just local crew down there you know yeah yeah and so it was all about the shortboard you know so for a couple of years you know um, that, that you know I just put all my time and effort into surfing you yeah. know thrusters and shorties and it wasn't until like I made my own first board in 2010 um, and it was like a mini Simmons type design I just sort of you know, wanted to make something that was a bit unusual and different. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I ever took it down, took it out, was um just a mad beachy down in northern New South Wales, and it was like two or three foot, and I'm like, it was sort of a pretty hard beachy, and I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know, this might be a bit big or whatever. Took off on my first wave, and this thing just was like <laughs> incredibly fast, and just yeah, like yeah. it just blew my mind, and I'm like oh, my God, like, what the fuck have I been doing the last two or three years, you know, like, and so I think everyone has that sort of mindset because it's just, it's what has been happening for the last 30 years, you know, so um, it wasn't until I'd surfed that first board and it sort of changed my life, you know, in terms of um, enjoying surfing. Yeah, yeah. Because I was always trying to, you know, like, essentially fight the board to to try and, I mean, even in the Gold Coast, you know, like it, it's not always pumping there. No, you know, it, no. it's rarely, it's rarely, you know, six foot on the east coast yeah, of Australia. Yeah. It might be down a bit further, but even I'm so, one of these, it doesn't handle it here anyway. So, so you know, like yeah. it, it, just just um, changing that mindset and, and jumping on a board that that is is fun. Yeah. That, that you get joy out of every time you get on it, regardless of the of the wave size, is um, you know, is sort of just sort of pushing that mindset and changing that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I, I, honestly, mm. I believe that surfing different types of boards makes you a better surfer anyway. So, mm. like, on you know, some of these boards that, that I ride, you just take totally different lines and you surf the waves so different. And, and look, whenever, if I make a new shape board, it'll take me three or four surfs to really sort of start to dial it in. Some, like, I've had boards there, I'll, I'll surf first, first down, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know about this, it's a bit weird, but then... I'll always persevere. It takes a bit of time to, um, yeah, familiarising. Yeah, but yeah. I like the fact too, man, that you got, I don't know how many boards you got in there, but you got a shitload <laughs> of boards in there. You're not one to just go and make something and then just pass it off and go, oh, yeah, this works. Yeah, You've yeah. obviously tried, tested. Your mates have tried and tested. Yeah. You've tried and tested again. You know what I mean? Before before you'll before you'll sort of stand behind something yeah, and, and, like, and know that it works, you know. Yeah, the so ones, um, the ones on the time. website, yeah, that I sell that mm. they are tried and tested. Like mm. like I won't put a board up as a board that I sell, that I make if if I'm not hundred and ten percent happy with, with how it performs and you know, just just everything about it. So so like and the boards that are up there, you know, half of those have probably had three or four tweaks from the original I made to get to the point. So there's even there's a fish I've got up there now that that I'm absolutely stoked with, but I'm building another one now, and I've started putting deck concaves in it because I've been playing with deck concaves on other boards, and I love it. Mm. And so I just, you know, it's something we've been seeing a bit more of too. Like there's there's dudes definitely messing around with it. I don't know if you follow Corey Graham shapes, but he's been doing a bit yeah, of deck yeah, concave. Yeah. I love what he does too. Yeah, he does some crazy channels. Some lovely, yeah, there. nice yeah, yeah. big just double channels and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of guys around that are doing awesome stuff but yeah definitely the concave to me in the deck um it's you you'd sort of taken it into the realm of like the skateboard you know all, all skaties have all got a conk deck and that's going to lock your feet in a lot better and yeah, and help yeah. you sort of in your maneuvering and sort of take a bit of a bit of volume out of the board 
Um, you know, but also, yeah, yeah, sort of give you a different experience again, you know, so. Yeah, no, it's, look, look, I think the biggest thing is this guy's just trying something different. And I understand people like, oh, you know, it's, it's eight or nine hundred bucks and, and I don't know if it's going to surf that good. But then these guys are buying Hayden Shapes and Firewise for a thousand plus and you don't know if they're going to surf any good either. I've surfed some pigs in their boards as well, like, like I just... Yeah, look, look, my boards. I try and keep a whole quiver of everything I make. So if, if you wanted to, if you, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'll just give you one of mine to go and surf for the week. I love. I do the same yeah, thing, see man. How you think? So yeah. here's, here's three or four boards. Have a try on it. Have yeah, a go yeah. on these and see what you think, and then we'll we'll dial something in. That's for you. Yeah, it's for yeah. the individual. That's if tough. you if you go and buy something from, um, you know, a, a mass produced surfboard, you're buying something from that mass like if you're buying a board from you know a, your local shaper that board is being made for, for the individual so you, you know yeah. all the way down yeah. to artwork and des- design that the whole thing is 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 for the individual you yeah, know well, so it's, yeah. it's a lot more of yeah. a personalized experience yeah well, as every opposed board, mm. yeah every board i make that no artwork's the same every single board is different in, in graphics or color and it, that's totally up to whoever's buying the board if, if they don't know what art they want I'll just suss out a few things, even if, you know, like like all your resin art. So if I think that blows people it, out a bit too yeah, sometimes because you're like what, like, what do you want to do with artwork? And they're yeah, sort of like out, on the so. back foot. They're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. what? Like I get to choose yeah. the, the colours and everything? Yeah. You can choose whatever you want, you know, and, and even like my wife Lily's a, a, a tattoo artist and she's an she's a, a incredible artist. So, yeah, we take it all the way down the line of not just making something that works in the surf, but I always like to the idea of I don't want someone to like put their board, you know, in the garage. I want yeah, them to yeah. put the fucking board. I always imagine hey, the board. Andrew, yeah, yeah, I imagine the board hanging up when yeah. it's not being surfed. It's, it's a work of art as well. Well, I've got you're seven making some boards in my bedroom. Man. Like <laughs> it's only because I run out of room in the garage. Yeah. But I've got boards everywhere. And, mm. Yeah, I'm trying to con the missus into getting three or four up in the lounge room. She yeah. thinks one, but I'm like, no, mm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, look, but, it, but it's art as well, you know. You, yeah, you're creating a piece of art artwork as well, and that's the same with your boards. It's all custom artwork and custom yeah. designs, and that that's a beautiful thing that you don't get, you know, from from a lot of the the bigger brands. You're gonna go buy pick up a bloody white surfboard with, you know, and that that's the norm. Oh, you're walking in any surf shop mm. and 99% of the boards are white. Mm. Like, like how boring. I won't make a white surf. Well, I've dudes that want a white board. Sorry, man, I just don't do white. So yeah. I'll do any colour mm. but mm. white. So, you know, I'll put mm. white in it or a little mm. bit here and there, but I won't mm. make a white board. So, I'll do, mm. you know, a resin swirl with white in it. But, mm. but I just, there's no, I don't know, it's just, yeah. everyone's got a white board. Mm. And, you, know, you want to do something yeah, a little bit unusual or unique or, yeah. or just something that's custom to that person that's like individualized, you know, that, that has a bit of character Yeah, that isn't the same. I, I couldn't think of anything worse than just mass producing surfboards that all look exactly the same. To, to me, like, I choose death, you know. Yeah, like I'd, totally I'd prefer to just, just make custom boards and or just something that's unique for the individual, you know, yeah. personalised. So. Yeah, look, look I um, always loved my art and drawing when I was growing up and I just love now that I can just combine so many loves, like being a carpenter, I'm using wood building my boards and I, and I love doing that. I love surfing and making boards. Man, that, and like, there's nothing more sick and surfing your own boards that you make mm. um, and then yeah, and then I'm putting all my art into them and like mm. you know some dudes will come and go 
I want this image on that board, I want these colors. Yeah, man, cool, I'll do that. Then other dudes come and go, look, I've got no idea, I like red, blue, and green, can you do mm. something? Yeah, man, so, I, you know. Always love that creative and, freedom of yeah, look, getting a bit of a license to how to take it in a direction. So, look, I had a guy last year, and um, he goes, oh, look, man, I want something personal, some art. You know, I don't even know. I was like, what music do you like? He goes, Chili Peppers. I said, sick. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, Looks sick. Blood Sugar I Sets, love that man. one. He took his colors, yeah. and we put a logo on, mm. man, and he loves it. Mm. Like, and, mm. yeah, I just, whatever anyone mm. wants, if they got that, that idea here, or mm. if they're happy to let me go, and, mm. just, and just whatever. And it's funny, when I'm doing boards for me, Often I'll, I'll be in there about to mix up the resin and I won't even know what I'm, what I'm mm. going to do yet. Like I'll, mm. Especially those resin swirls and stuff mm. like that. And I'll be like, oh, geez, I've probably got 15, 20 colors in there, but from them I'll mix up mm. any. And I'll just go, oh, no, I saw a green on something. I don't, I'm going to go mm. a green here and, and um, you know, I like this blue. And then, mm. then I'll, I'll just go, oh, just, I don't know, looking at the board and then mm. I'll be to the point of I'm ready to pour resin and mix. And then I'll, yeah, I'll just try this and I'll try that. And I always like to say, like, I, I, it's probably sounds silly, but um, that that aspect of it, like that creative aspect of it, it sometimes like the the board, uh, like, I don't know how, how you sort of put it, but sometimes you're building the board, but sometimes the board builds you too. You gotta let like yeah, you gotta yeah. let the, the character yeah, come yeah. out of it as well. You know, like you said with your shape and your design, and then it it sort of can it can throw you in a direction as well and you've got to go with that and For sure. and, and yeah. generally um that sort of creative freedom you, you end up doing things that that is you, you blow your own you blow yourself out a bit with it you oh, know even like look mm. at this timber board this is a mm. hollow chamber board sitting mm. on the floor in front of it's it. epic yeah when it's i was unreal. those dudes are mm. like you know how do you do i was like Look, it's hard to explain, but the board shapes itself. I'm mm. just the piece of skin that holds the plane. Like, yeah, I'll get a photo of this and put it up on me Insta because it's an unreal looking board. Um, just beautiful timber. It's a piece of artwork, you know. Yeah, look, I've surfed that twice, mm. but uh, the, the, then mm. the hollow chain boards are, you know, on a nice long point break is mm. fine, but where do you get an uncreated point break here? So it's just not worth mm. surfing. Mm. And, yeah, that's the whole thing that got me into doing. Um, you know, swapping to the foam and all that, but mm. but I still love looking at these boards, and I could just look at that board all day. And, and look, I I would go out and surf it again tomorrow, but they just don't surf as well. Well, there's that little so, bit extra, um, just a bit extra weight in there, and your EPS is giving you your positive buoyancy. Yeah, totally, totally. Like those, they feel heavy underfoot. So, mm. but look, I I went through a stage where I made a lot of them, mm. uh, and I love making them. Would I make another one tomorrow? Probably not. If someone wanted me to make them one. <laughs> Maybe, but... We know you know the hours yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. You've got it mapped, you know. It's just, so just got to be relative, yeah. yeah. And there's just... Using the EPS core boards, there's just, there's just so many benefits. You've got your flex benefits. You've got... Um, you've got all your weight benefits and all that in it. Um, there's, there's just so many good things mm. out of that construction. So, Man, yeah. like I said, the first time I came around and um, visited you... It's probably a year ago or close to a yeah, year ago yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you blew my mind. Like I, I came around sort of anticipating, um, you know, pros and cons of everything, you know, and I walked away and I'm like, there's no, there's no fucking um, cons to this. It's lighter, yeah. stronger. You, you're telling me that you can shape a board in two hours, you know, like, yeah, you know, but you've got it mapped. Like, there's, like in saying all this, it's not like you just – magically one day woke up and um 
you're making these rad boards. You've put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of thought, and done a lot of education, um, you know, with your templates and your hot wiring and doing yeah, all that yeah. stuff. It's all so, computer skills you know, too. There's like every a lot of CAD is, design yeah, and stuff as well. First, so yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good because mm, if someone mm, wants a custom, mm. I'll shape it in 3D, then I'll flick images back and mm. forth, and there's a lot of tools. Which is, there. yeah, there's a lot That's in that. Awesome. So, yeah, mm. once you got that down, it, you know, your templates are cut, and then you're into it. So, mm. but, um, yeah, look, the, the beauty about the eco stuff is like, like the glass ones, it, there's a lot of specialist skills in that. To train someone to make them, yeah, it'd be hundreds of hours to get someone doing that. But with, with these phone core eco ones with no glass, mm. anyone can build them. And like, you know, I've mm. got a mate of mine, um, he's a high school man arts teacher, um, and he's been building them at his school, man. So he gets, mm. stays back every Tuesday, Arvo, mm. gets a dad and a kid, they come in and they, they build boards, man. And so mm. they're, all, they're all the eco um, glasses. So we, we coat mm. them in lanolin, which mm. is great. Yep. Even more eco because with mm. the lanolin, it, when you get it wet, it gets sticky, so you don't mm. even need wax on them. Mm. Um, and we've got parents and kids, like grade eight, grade nine kids, and they're just frothing that they're making boards that mm. surf good. So, yeah, that, that's so exciting, man. Surf. I love that. And I love the fact that the industry is really um, growing. Yeah, to, yeah. To me, like, the, the biggest, ex- the most excitement, like I was saying before, was when I made my first board. Yeah. That was the exciting point. And I'm like, I want to share this. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. share boardage. I want to teach people to make their own boards. And that's sort of going back to, like, the... 60s and 70s cottage industry yeah, yeah. where people, you know, didn't have access to shapers yeah, and, yeah. and board builders so would make their own boards, you know. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a revolution of, of people jumping in, in and learning and, and hopefully with what you're doing and like you're saying about the man arts and kids making their own boards, like that excites me, you know. Oh, that man, That's yeah. awesome because that thrill of surfing something you shape and the feeling of, of shaping something that you know you're going to surf and yeah, yeah. and thinking about hydrodynamics and, and, you know, surface area and surface tension and, yeah you know, and then flex and, and all these things is, is to me, the exciting part. So if you can share that stoke, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, sure. that's thrilling too, you know. Well, they, look, those mm. eco boards mm. and there's guys doing like mm. treehouse shapes and those guys. Mm. Where you can turn up for three or four days, mm. build your own board, and it's take away something unreal. you can surf mm. straight away. And, mm. and like it's it's not just people that don't normally build boards and that that get the stoked factor. Like I was at Byron Bay Surf Fest last year, some of my boards, and, and that same mate of mine, Trent, he was there with the boards that he makes for school kids. But Tom Carroll turned up, and Tom Carroll's like going, "Oh yeah, you know who's making these boards?" And Trent said, "Yeah, we do this with kids at school." He goes, "What kids are making these boards?" He goes, "What like year 12s? The mate's going, no, man, Kids. year nine kid made yeah. that. And Tom Carroll's like, going, he's losing no it. Way, man. Mm. Like, he was just like, yeah, that's sick. So, mm. he, um, yeah, he's got photos with Tom Carroll on the board. So, mm. just had to happen in that I was there the whole day, 20 minutes. I went, got something to eat, came back. Missed the and boat. It all happened in that 20 minutes. So, I missed it. I was mm. feeling. But, um, but look, man, any, anyone can make these boards and they're mm. just. You look at them, you just go, yeah, nah, man. Cause, cause we should do, you know what, I was just thinking then, we should do like some kind of a YouTube tutorial or something at some point with that, man. Because yeah, right, to yeah, me, yeah, that, okay. that is cool. And to be able to share that information and sort of like we're talking about, the amount of time that, that goes into to making stuff and effort that you have. But it's I think it's awesome to, to share information oh, and, sure, and, and yeah. to get other yeah. people stoked on on board building because um if you can make something for yourself and enjoy it like that 
that yeah, to me yeah. is that's priceless. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You can't put a price on that, you know. Yeah, look, look, I'm, and be able to share that with the next person and the next person, you know. I think sure. everyone's so busy and and get so so. I don't know. You can get so wound up in in um, whatever it is that you're doing in your life, but yeah, if you can take some time and 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 be able to make your own board, well, oh, there's yeah. some, some mad yeah, joy in it, yeah. and yeah, and and be able to do it efficiently and 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 effectively and be able to do it in your in your garage in a pretty small yeah, space yeah. you don't need a lot of space you know yeah that, that, that's awesome you know and look i i have no issues sharing stuff like mm. like i got to where i am today because other dudes have shared stuff with me mm. and you know when i was first learning about all these new materials and stuff i'd email dudes in the states whatever and they yeah look here you go here's a holy bit info mm. you know so look i get i get emails on a weekly basis like i won the other day from a dude in Europe somewhere and he's like oh you know I'm building this hollow timber board you know how do you do this and that mm. it's like yeah man just do yeah, this photos awesome. do this and that yeah. and just I'm, mm. but I'm like when you finish man 70 photos I don't want to see yeah. what, you know, see how you're doing mm. and, and like I've got no problems with giving up the info mm. and I'm not worried about telling someone how to build a board then they're going to go set up a shape and maybe my competition because mm. firstly I know how much goes into it and it cost me a small fortune setting everything up and getting mm. it done anyway mm. but I'm not worried about that I'd rather 10 people in my street building boards the way mm. I do mm. than having these Chinese board factories mm. come in flogging off boards for exactly. 400 bucks and exactly. then rubbish those mm. boards and mm. like they're, they're just built by dudes in a factory that don't even surf mm. like, like every board that I make and sell I surf and, and I've, I've dialed it in from, from not just me surfing but, but my mates surfing and mates are there surfing I try and get my boards under as many feet of people as I can and that's a good point too is, is quality you know yeah. So what what's the difference between you know the question asked before? What's the difference between what you're doing and, and say you know a, a mass production company? Well, yeah, yeah like, I mean it's quality. Yeah, you know you put yeah. that time and effort, you put in your art, you put in your sort of your personal knowledge, but you you also put in quality. You want to make something that's going to last. And I always say that too. People people say to me, I want to, you know, six and four and four on the bottom, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, like t- to me. You want to build something, I always say, that your grandkids are going to surf. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you want something that you want to build a board with a bit of character, yeah, yeah. a bit of style, but to me, something that like is going to be around for a while. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and those boards from the 60s and 70s, you know, they're still around because they were built with, with strong materials. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you got to keep that, to me, keep that in mind. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. when you're doing any kind of art or creating something, you want it to be timeless. You want it to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always thinking about like 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that, what's that yeah. board going to look like? You yeah, know, and these, these, are, these other people aren't thinking about that no, that's at all. They're, they're thinking about selling more boards. That's all they're yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's totally it. Mm. And think about where they come from. Like mm. all your firewires, your hand sheds, they're all made in, in Taiwan. And, mm. and like mm. they're all – and so then mm. you've got all your miles to fly them out here and fly mm. them all around the world. It's understandable. Like, my phone mm. will buy locally. Um, the Polonia was harvested just out of your Mondays, so mm. it's only half an hour from here. I've that's got all awesome. my Polonia that I use. Mm. Um, all my resins are Australian made, and that these these resins are so much better than the ones that you're getting out of out of Taiwan and China and that sort of stuff. So, mm. um, you know, I've seen I've had Hayden Shapes board. I had stretch fractures all the way down the rail from them. Mm. These I use a um, it's called Surf Set. Um, I get it from Sand, and he's just down at Port Macquarie, and, mm. and they're just I've never had a stress crack mm. from that resin. It's just and so and not trying to shit can like there's always in the industry there's there's got to be. That level of, of production for for you know for people yeah yeah and 
like all the way through, you know, like those guys are making boards because people want. If you if you're trying to make say a hundred boards a week or two hundred boards a week, then you have to, you know, yeah, you have yeah, to, you know, do that. You have to get costs down. You have to go offshore. Yeah, it's just the the nature of the beast, you know. But ultimately, like, I don't know if if you if you want something that's that's local and quality. You yeah, know, like you, I, I you have a look for yeah, a, yeah. buy a board from your local shaper. Essentially, that, totally, that's why I look at it. Man. Everywhere around the world, you know, yeah. and, and even you know, if you don't know, have, like look it up. You know, jump on and have a look um, at your, your local shapers. Jump yeah, on Insta yeah. wherever you are. And, well, look on the know, coast, man. We yeah. got like Thomas surfboards up at Noosa. Mm. Marin, he's up at Noosa. Yeah, somewhere. Mm. like man, they're doing crazy stuff. There's dudes boards. making incredible boards yeah, all the way along the coast. Yeah. You and know. we're all mm. we're local, man. Mm. We surf these breaks every day. We're making mm. boards to suit, but it just mm. spins me out, dudes. Like, I'm gonna buy my twelve hundred dollar firewood. I'm gonna buy this. And look on the back, look, I surf firewood mm. boards. Mm. I surf mm. Hayden Shades, man. Mm. I don't mind it, but mm. but. I've got to be honest with you, mm. the boards that I make now to surf mm. these waves are better than yep. I've ever surfed of any mass production boards. Mm. So, yep. You know, that lasts longer. Like, mm. you know, all your new epoxies that aren't yellow, mm. putting colour in, they're never going to cut, they're never going to yellow again mm. anyway. But, mm. but like, yeah, the, these boards, I, I build them to be around five, ten years. So, mm. like, you know, you, you just don't have to buy a board every year like, like I used to have to, you surf and PU boards and stuff. So, so um, just, just going back to your epoxy versus your... Um, your, your traditional resin, so because we were talking about the blank before, we probably got a bit sidetracked yeah, there yeah. For, <laughs> for a minute as we tend to. But um, so with your epoxy, like, what's the benefits of of your epoxy in terms of laminating, in terms of longevity, and that sort of thing? Yeah, look, the biggest one for me, and the biggest thing that got me into it is no carcinogenics in the epoxy. So uh, look, you still have to be careful. Look, well, for a start. I'm in the garage, you walk out of my garage, the door comes into the kitchen. So if I use some PU resin in there, you can get the clothesline at the back of the house, you can smell it, it'll just kill the whole house. But I can have that door open and you've been laminating a surfboard and what's in the kitchen, which is only less than 10 metres away, and she doesn't even know I'm using resin. Like, there's just, there's almost no smell. So, but look, that said, I, I still take precautions, I still wear respirators. Um, so, like, the, the dangers, that I know of with epoxy uh, are exposure to it. So, and most of the guys that you have can popped, get uh, allergies. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, so basically, if you get overexposed to epoxy, you might walk in a room and someone's mixing up some aral dye. You get an you allergy. Come out in a rash or whatever. Mm. So, mm. Um, oh, oh, what's it? There's a really good shaper that timber boards. He's actually got. He can't shave anymore because it's not Riley, is it? Nah. Mm. It'll come to me. I can't mm. think of his name at the moment. Mm. But he makes sick boards. But he's just had to stop because he got exposure. But mm. but I think a lot of guys that got it used to use a lot of acetone for cleanup. Mm. And the acetone, uh, it just pulls anything on your skin straight into your bloodstream. So mm. if you've got resin all over it, washing, it washing acetone, yeah. you're just pulling all these toxic things in your bloodstream. So, mm. um, And the other thing is sanding. So when I build my boards up, they'll take four to five weeks to build, but I'll do full cures between between my hot coat stages. Because uh, the problem is if you're if it's not fully cured when you're sanding and then you breathe in those those particles, it's it's the hard nut that's the toxic stuff with mm-hmm. resin. So, mm-hmm. so if if it's not cured, you you're sucking that that hardener into your respiratory system, and that's what starts causing problems and stuff. So, um, so even though I fully cure, I still I still run everything off the shop vacuum um, and keep dust to a minimum. And yeah, you just try not to. You just got to be smart with it. I think it's mm. still a resin. It's it's still an organic material. Look, sanding timber, you can get cancer from like like. You get those fine dust particles. Cedar, cedar is terrible for 
but they're getting sick off if you know if you mm. breathe that dust up. So, so you take all those precautions as well. But but the epoxy resins are just a far better choice in my mind mm. than using the PU resins mm. for, for those reasons. And and the cleanup, like mine's white vinegar. Mm. So like it doesn't matter if I get resin on me, I just clean up with white vinegar. Mm. And look to be honest, look I probably should be wearing a um an asbestos style suit when I'm glassing. In all honesty, I wear a pair of thongs and my jocks. That's mm. it. I pretty much do a nerd. And the few drips that get on me when I'm bit of vinegar. Yeah, bit of vinegar. Yeah. And you clean me like it. So with with the uh, with the PU resins, it's um acetone. That's the only thing that'll get yeah, it off. Yeah, so yeah, you're using using pretty strong um sort of products. So the epoxy, and in terms of like structural integrity, and you're saying about it doesn't yellow as well. So does it? Yeah, the epoxy I mean, will it yellow over yellow. time? Look, you may. Have, if, if you did it on a whiteboard, you may mm. get a little bit, but mm. um, I don't do whiteboards, mm. so mm. yeah, so I don't have that issue. So, you know, and I've got boards out there that, that have been sent a fair bit of weather and three, four years old now, and they're as good as a day. You know, there's no difference in any of the colors, so cool, um, yeah. So, and and like this, this, the stuff I use from sand at the surf set, it, it's an acrylic epoxy, so uh, it's like a seven day full cure, but the, the acrylic in it makes it super hard mm. and the um and the epoxy still gives you a good flex out of it so you sort of get the benefits of both mm. worlds like you got a hard finish um like your pu's but then you've got the flex benefits of epoxy and it's to be honest with you it's, it's the best resin i've come across with mm. epoxy and I, I swear by that so. yeah you've been yeah. through a few yeah and so what about these enviro like the actual enviro epoxies i mean i, I don't know enough about them either but what makes them like an yeah, environmental so epoxy you got the bioresins mm. like um so are they manufactured differently? Yeah, so super sat. That it's made more out of um, like organic materials and mm. stuff. So mm-hmm. um, oh, I can't remember the percentages, but there's mm. a certain percent. So mm. uh, yeah, it's just they're not using your, your petrochemicals and that sort of stuff. Yep. Them. So mm. but they are good, and I've glassed quite a few boards in them, mm. and I'm actually um, sustained surf. I'm, I'm actually qualified with making boards for them. So mm. um, they're standard level boards. So. I have to use bio resins if I build a board and use their logo. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah, so mm. um, the ones, the eco ones, the land ones, they're fine. They're all yeah certified by those guys. But, yeah, um, yeah, awesome. But if I want a glass one, I have to use the bio resins. And the bio resins mm. are good. Mm. The only reason I don't do a lot in bio resin now it's just the cost. Mm. They're just here. And mm. look, the the more people that use them, that do use the, it, the lower the cost will go. Yeah. I figure yeah. that too, man. Like a lot of these, um, we'll get into um, cloth in a minute. Yeah. But a lot of these materials are expensive because they're not in the mainstream. And yeah. the more that people are utilizing them and using them, obviously, the, the the lower the cost will get. Like, for example, I mean, I've been looking a lot into the into hemp, especially we do a lot of T-shirts and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I want to get into hemp, um, you know, T-shirts and shit. But, you know, it's so hard to even find a manufacturer like anywhere in the world yeah, that's yeah. even that's even like manufacturing hemp so you know the cost of of manufacture is higher because there's just not a lot around oh, there's not a lot around yeah. because all of the negative sort of feedback on it but it's crazy though, you know like it, it, yeah. it, there's just this the, the system's already in place for, for cotton the system's already in place yeah, for yeah. synthetic materials so that no one really wants to rock the boat but well, I think those systems mm, they mm. fight against all this stuff yeah yeah exactly yeah, absolutely absolutely crazy, you, yeah, you yeah. try and talk to uh, a lot of your traditional um, sort of avenues of even trying to uh, obtain these materials yeah you know and and I mean now it's getting a lot easier but 
it, yeah, it, yeah. I'm still trying to find like a hemp cloth that, that is utilizable and we were talking about before. And if anyone knows anyone, please email me because <laughs> I'm having a hard time trying to find it, you know. But but I want to go in that direction. But a lot of um, materials are, are, are either expensive yeah, yeah. or hard to get a hold of. And, and the more that people are using them and the more that people, you know, consumers are saying, I want, yeah, yeah. I want you know, a flax cloth or an epoxy board, the, the lower the, the cost is going to get yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the more standard that that becomes and the better it is for the environment, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's basically it. A lot of people go, you know, with global warming and, and with environmental issues, oh, but there's nothing I can do about it. Well, actually there is, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you know, there, there actually is. And, and on that sort of consumer level, you know, you can, you can, you know, get a bio-made board. So like your boards, is, uh, like you were saying before, from, so they're sustainably... Is it sustained surf? Yeah, sustained surf. Yeah. yeah. So they like, so they're like fire wiring that use them. So if mm. you look on your fire mm. wire boards, they mm. have their little logo underneath. So yep. um, yeah, so that so basically the way it works, um, someone comes to me, I want a certified eco board, or they'll go to sustained surf. Oh look, I live I live on the sunny coast, who who makes them? They mm. yeah, go see Steve, he makes them. Mm. So um, so for me to use their logo I have to build a certain specifications. So. Mm. Yeah, so that's you, awesome yeah. yeah and it's just mm. look there's more and more guys signing up to that which is mm. awesome so mm. and don't get look I've talked about Firewire a few times tonight look, look they're, they're up there with world leaders for, mm. for environment and all that like, and innovation and everything yeah, and like totally, they've really totally, pushed totally, the boundaries yeah. Machado with his twins and all that stuff like totally, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're pushing the boundaries you know yeah. um, but also yeah it just comes down to you know quality you know? Yeah, totally. Like, like that's the thing. They're, they're made overseas. They're made in Asian countries, and and yeah, it's it's about your quality materials, quality of resins, and and your miles is a big thing for me. Is that how much does it cost to fly from Asia all the way here, and what all your products you've used, where have they all come from for you to make them? Mm. And then it gets sent over here. So mm. so how much greenhouse damage is there mm. already by the time you get here? So mm. and that's why it's big for me to have, which is really hard. And, mm. and thank God I've, I've got a really good supply of plenty at the moment, but. Mm. You know, my plane was only grown half an hour down the road. Like, yeah, you know, I love been that, no man. Miles that. Like, picked it up mm. in the back of the youth. Like, I'm the same. Like, yeah. I'm on that same sort of trip, man. Like, I built, um, I had a couple big trees that were like hanging over my house, you know, that were sort of unsafe in terms of being so close and they were like dropping leaves and yeah, shit. Yeah. A couple big swamp mogganies. So, you know, we, we cut them down, we milled them up and we utilized that timber. Yeah, and that's yeah. sustainable. And I'm no, a carpenter a, by yeah. trade as well. So, yeah. that. I've built my shaping bay out of the timber, out of out of my yard, out of the tree that was like, yeah. you know, that could have fallen on the bloody shed, you know. So that to me is sustainability. Yeah. You're not wasting any yeah, petrol yeah. To, to to or anything. It's coming. It's not coming from Papua New Guinea because let's 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 be clear here. A lot of your, your New Guinea rosewoods and a lot of these timbers are coming from deforestation. Yeah, they're coming totally. from fucking Papua New Guinea or they're coming from you know the Amazon jungle or where, wherever, and it's unsustainable. I know so, dudes that think, oh, mm. it's over in New Guinea, who cares, it's their forest, mm. but that's what's contributing to global warming, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. our problem, like, mm. yeah, that's everyone's problem, mm. so, no, it's crazy, mm. man, that's why, oh, I don't want to get political, but you see the stuff with Donald Trump, he's just trying to get all these drilling rigs and that gun, man, it just boils my blood, because mm. I'm trying to do little tiny things mm. here, and then mm. some idiot like that gets in and makes mm. these massive decisions that mm. is just woeful for the planet. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I think, I think, as a whole, I think, People are becoming more and more 
environmentally conscious. I think surfers are becoming more environmentally conscious. I think that, um, yeah, that I think people still haven't made the connection or they haven't been educated sufficiently to, to be able to make that connection between yeah, what they yeah. actually can do yeah. um, in order to, to, you know, contribute. I'm, and I, we were talking before a bit, like, cost of boards. You're going, oh, yeah, okay, so what happens if I want to buy a board, you know? Um, it's going to be more expensive. But, yeah. I mean, we're talking about your board pricing and, and it's like... Yeah, it's cheaper, than, it's yeah, cheaper yeah. Than, than a lot of these other mainstream pr- productions, which, you know, so there's no excuse really yeah, to, yeah. to me. There's no excuse. You, if you want to, you know, be able to support local industry, sustainable, eco-friendly, you know, th- you've got to be, to me, looking at your local board supplier, you know, Look, the, mm. the tide is turning, but I think there's mm. still a lot of people out there. As soon as you mention the word eco, they're like, vegan hippie is all they can think of. No, not till now. And look, look, there's a lot more stuff I could do. Like we got solar panels on the roof and, mm. and I build these boards and, you know, we recycle and stuff, the basic things. And, mm. and look, that's not much, but it's something in the right direction. Mm. And if everyone did does that, a little bit, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And mm. look, mm. look I, I could improve massively in what I do, but... But boards are my passion, and I, and I push them as far as I can to get them as green and clean as mm. I can because I know how quickly guys go through boards. So, mm. so my whole goal was to make something that strong and last and sustainable. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, that's such a big part of it for me that I'm contributing to make this place a better world. Yeah, as well as leaving it nice for your kids. And, yeah, yeah, and so, having fun and mm. yeah, like I got a little daughter and like mm. you know I. What I'm 44, mm. probably got another 40 years left in me if I do it right. And mm. I don't really care for me. Like if Trump ruins the world, whatever, mm. I'll spend my time. But I've got a little daughter. She's got 80 years now to go. Like, like I want a good world for her. And, mm. You know, just biodiversity, man. I think yeah, eh, yeah. is is important. Is the most important thing. I think in it's the it's the it's the greatest issue confronting humanity. Yeah, is you know, there's a lot of. Not to go off off subject again, but fuck it, we're on the subject. <laughs> I think that biodiversity, like the the the, the thing that makes the planet f- so fucking wonderful, makes it better than Mars or the Moon or any any other planet in our solar system, if not the galaxy, if not you know the universe, is the biodiversity. So the fact that we have all of these different organisms yeah, on, yeah. on the planet, so. You know, the, the better the biodiversity is, the better the, the planet is, yeah, the better the, the better the shape the planet is. So yeah, I think if, if if we thought about it like that and tried to do things sustainably as yeah, as yeah. you're doing, um, then you have more of a sustainable planet. That you know, in a hundred or a thousand years, you're leaving the planet better yeah, yeah. than than what you sort of came into it. You know, so, yeah. So, oh, look, mm, I, mm. I think. It should be mm. mandatory that we leave the planet better. Like we should mm. all be working. Absolutely, like, like mm. it's such a beautiful place here. Like mm. you know, we're in Budrum here. You can drive to Budrum Waterfall, which is five minutes mm. away, and you can walk in the middle of that this waterfall, and it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like mm. there's no sign of civilization around mm. here, but we're in the middle of suburbia still. Like mm. like those, and I take my daughter out there all the time. She loves it. Mm. Like the creeks running through there, and, and the rock hopping, and you're five minutes from suburbia, like it's, or you're in the middle of suburbia, but you're a five minute walk out to get to it. It's just mm. crazy. And I'm like, then you, you walk up there and you see people chuck their rubbish and shit all over the ground. Mm. And you're like, how can you be in a place mm. as beautiful as this? And, and you go to the beach, look at Bali, look at all the mm. plastic and crap in the water. And like, I refuse you know, to go to Bali now. The last time I went, it, it, and a lot of um, people sort of point the finger over it, 
at Java and different things, but I mean, it's probably um, no good on my part just to just to be like I'm not going back. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not because it doesn't really matter whether I go back or not. But yeah, there needs to be like a, a major overhaul of waste management of, yeah, of yeah. oceans as well, man. Like I think that I think that different countries essentially just um, they just want to deal with their own problems. They don't want to deal with the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we've got to do some serious clean-up. I got to remember Bondi, mm, was it 30 mm, years ago when mm, they had all the sewerage and how mm, feral that was? Mm, like, yeah, and that's you yeah. back at home. Like, mm, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I mean, we can we can fix things and, and yeah, yeah. as as a species and as individuals, yeah, yeah. we can fix things, but it, it's getting to a point with the ocean that we're getting to the point where we have to. We, we yeah, have yeah. to start fucking fixing yeah, things because it's getting out of hand. We're getting closer to you know, the point. That's, it's getting that's out of hand. Yeah, yeah, it's getting out of hand. But, yeah. I mean, humans, we generally do things when we have to, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Look, I just mm. hope, look, the, mm. I definitely think the tide's turning. I see mm. a lot of good stuff happening. I just hope that mm. it all happens before it's too late. It, it, it will, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I think as humans, we just do things at the at the last minute, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's the same with when we started making fire and when we yeah, started, yeah. you know, hunting and, and all the things that humans did as a species, we did out of necessity. We didn't do it because, you know, if we didn't have to do it, we don't do it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. ocean's one of those things where we're at a point now where there's so many people on the earth, there's so many people using, like you're saying, p- plastic bottles and petrochemical-based yeah, yeah. um, sort of products that, yeah, a lot of that stuff just doesn't break down throughout a generation so yeah, yeah. it takes two or three generations so all these generations are sort of stacking it on and now there's a whole bunch of plastic fro- floating around in the ocean um that's, so that's, yeah. so that has to be dealt we have to start dealing with that you know but getting now. back to what you're saying before like what can i as a person do like simple mm. things like buy an aluminium stainless steel water bottle or something so you're just reusing the one bottle don't drink out of plastic bottles and mm. um you know like it I try hard not to buy. If I have to buy water, I'll at least buy it in a glass bottle. So, mm. um, look, I don't know if it's that much better than the. It's got to be better than plastic, but. Mm. Well, but, yeah, um, just just having yeah, that mindset yeah. of, and it, it can, it can start with your with your whatever you're doing or your surfboard, but even, like I, I love Offense. You know the Offense brand are doing hemp a lot of hemp products and that now and you see brands that are doing things that you like yeah like you like the reason why we're sitting here is because i'm like (laughs) i'm interested in what you're doing it's crazy you know so so there's people sort of pushing it and i think it it, it's it's non at the moment like right now it's it's sort of like on the verge yeah yeah i can foresee in the next you can see slater's pushing it and and a lot of people are pushing it in the industry and, and on the like it's going to become more and more standard that you know the zero carbon you know mindset yeah. and sustainable mindset um is, is going to become more and more of a, of a sort of a, a consciousness and a standard you yeah, know yeah that's crazy too though mm. like um you're talking about hemp like it, it's, mm. it's stronger it grows mm. quicker like it's better for the like there's so mm. many good things like Look, I don't know a lot about cotton, but mm. things I hear about hemp, so mm. many positives. But mm. it does make me wonder, like the cotton industry, mm. they'd see that as a oh, threat. Yeah. So they go out of their way Absolutely. Yeah, to sort of get that out. But, but mm. it's, it's amazing what I've discovered building these boards, mm. uh, more eco-friendly, is that there's way better materials out there that perform better and, mm. and that, are, that are better to work and have like better performance characteristics and everything. And it, you just got to get out there and try them. And, mm. and it, 
yeah, the hardest thing people are like, think surfboard, you think white board like Kelly Slater or mm. you know the pros, but it's just not like that. It's a lot like, of advertising yeah, and so. that people want to sort of surf or do what, what their sort of heroes are doing. But even Slater now is sort of pushing it in the direction of eco-friendly. You yeah, know, yeah, he's yeah. doing a lot of recyclable materials lot of yeah, yeah. and he's pushing that and, and I admire him for that. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of people that could be that aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they're sort of they're on the receiving end. Yeah, yeah. But they're not pushing that. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I admire Kelly because he is he is very environmentally sort of conscious and he is sort of promoting that. And, yeah. and there's a lot of people that um that aren't. You know, yeah, that yeah. could be that, that that have got a voice and and don't use that voice. So yeah, I think they're starting mm. to write a few more eco style boards mm. and that with, mm. with WSL. And then mm. I've been reading a little bit of stuff lately. Mm. Mm. and doing that but but that's what it takes like mm. you know little guys like us mm. you know we get out people surf our boards mm. and that and they're like oh yeah that's sick and then you sort of bit of word of mouth but mm. someone big like kelly slater they're just mm. going to do one thing on instagram that's right. and they've hit so many it makes a big people. change like, yeah, yeah it makes a difference mm. so so you, you know we still got to keep doing our little mm. bits and pieces but it takes people on yeah. the chain mm. to sort of get set the standard so, yeah, yeah spread the word Totally. Um, so I guess we'll just we'll just go back to we we spoke about um, your blank and your EPS and the benefits of EPS, the yeah, fact yeah. that it's recyclable, the fact that you get more positive flotation, yeah. so and you can go a bit a of lighter. lighter, you can go small smaller board. Yeah. We we've spoken about um, your skin and your parabolic structure in your board. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the only other thing I guess we we got to touch on we spoke about resin. Is your cloth? So I, I notice in your in your shaping bay there you got your um your volcanic. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a basalt in negra. So mm. yeah, made from volcanic rock. I have mm. no idea how they get it from a rock to a cloth. Mm. Um, but that hasn't been around too long. That um, yeah, it's probably been out maybe the last year or two tops in Australia. Uh, and yeah, I got my hands on some last year and built a board. But it's it's um. It's incredibly strong. It, it's a similar characteristics to carbon fiber, um, but it has a lot better flex patterns than what the carbon fiber has. So, so still got um, the strength, but yes, yeah, talking about that yeah, bit of yeah. flex again, it's still got a, the ability to um, stretch or, or be totally, able to, totally, to, yeah, to bend yeah. essentially. Yeah, and it's I think mm. the one I got was a five ounce, and mm. I just had one layer of five ounce. That's mm. it. There's no other cloth in that, and it is incredibly strong. Mm. I took that over to Samoa, and I surfed solid overhead. And it just handled that so well. And it took a few beatings over there too. And That's that what I love about your boards, yeah. man. I look at them, there's not even a fucking depression. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and how, how much do you weigh, man? I'm 95, man. 95 I'm, kilos. Yeah, You're yeah. a big dude, man. Yeah, man. And there's no depressions in your board, which just spins me out. Yeah. <laughs> look, if I wish I had one of my old boards. The last, the last PE board I had was that um, an old lower, mm. and it made it look like the moon. It just I had bet. depressions all over it. And I just, I wish I still had it so I could compare it. The thing is, I wouldn't buy one now and surf it, you know, surf it for a year, whatever, get that, mm. um, just to compare. Mm. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind all mm. the time. Like, every time I take a board out, I'm just like, I can't believe this deck's still solid. It's, mm. You know? And so, um, well. the the other one was the the flax as well. You got yeah, some so, flax cloth there as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glassing a board for Grant Newbie at the moment. So, he, he shaped the fish up. I only wanted to go flax, so... I've been wanting to do it because I like the look of them. Yeah, they look yeah, sick. You know, they look real businessy. It's for so some cool. reason, it's like wearing a suit sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks real 
I and like you, the flax. Yeah, look. and you don't it's even nice. need that. There's no art with them, so it's just mm. clear resin and flax. So you glass mm. it up the same as a normal fiberglass cloth. Mm. Uh, a little bit trickier. It, yeah, it doesn't quite mould to the board as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, that that's the first one. It's just ready for hot coat now, and um, yeah, I'm real stoked how it came mm. out. I'll definitely be doing more of them. Yeah, it's a nice looking, um, um, just a nice looking material. Yeah, and you're yeah. saying treehouse shapes. Yeah, see he makes like, a heap of them like that. See, so, see yeah. yeah, the treehouse pu- pushing out a lot of them. You know, yeah. and they look awesome. And he does the board education as well. It's yeah, but like that's, it's another thing. It's natural. You can get it more locally. But, you know, I'm paying 350 a metre for fiberglass cloth for four ounce. You're looking at 15 a metre for flax. So, mm. so the cost for them, again, because not many guys are using it, Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a bit pricier, but, but yeah, that will come down over yeah. time relative to people um, using it essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then look, there's so many different cloths, and every day there's more and more things that people are glassing boards with. And just you know that that flax cloth, from what I understand, is is pretty similar to characteristics and strength properties to um to all your fiberglass cloths. So mm. so yeah, look, what, why not go natural if you can? If mm. it's got all the same benefits and properties, like. You know, so so yeah. Look, this one, unfortunately, I won't be keeping it, but I'll definitely glass the board for me with flax and yep. you know give it a bit of a run. And, mm. and so they go, and that, they look awesome. Like you know, because mm. I got plenty on the deck and the flax underneath. Everything's just natural. Like mm. I, I, I love the look of them. Like mm. so, and just the feel sur- surfing on on wood boards. Just I don't know. It's just got the stoke factor inside from just riding boards that you know are good for the environment. Mm. You know and. Yeah. sustainably sourced and yeah, yeah, there's, yeah there's a lot of boxes being ticked yeah, you know for sure it's um yeah. i think i'm gonna have to you've just sold me a board steve i think <laughs> i'm gonna have to order one off you bud <laughs> but yeah man well you should take one with you instead well i think no so place. yeah it's just been flat that's all right man i think I've, I've i actually want a board for um mexico i'm going over to mexico a bit later on this year so yes. i want something that's not going to crease because obviously um my, my wife is from Mexico, she's in Michoacuan, and there's apparently a, a, a sick um, spot that's just got this mad big ocean trench and it just pumps all year round, it's just a, apparently it's like the Mexican pipe, so I think I'm going to have to order something <laughs> off, off you, because yeah, yeah. I need something that, you know, it's going to get travelled around, we're going to buy a van, we're going to probably ding this thing up, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I need something like what you're going to, oh, look, what you make, so I'll probably have to put an order in. The glassless ones, if you put mm. a ding in them, mm. if it hasn't broken the grain of the wood, mm. you just get a wet cloth and an iron, and mm. you steam it, and it'll just pop back out, so, mm. yeah, look, I had a mate, we had a, um, a leggy tied on that original dunny door. And I had the string too long, and it yeah come off a wave, and it actually pulled the string through just through the first layer of wood on the tail. Mm-hmm. So I just cut that section out, glued another piece of wood in, mm. and without the actual glue drying time, it took me nine minutes to repair that board. So there's no that's awesome. Just, I love that man. Yeah, pretty much. I could go for mm. surf in the morning, mm. have a den, cut a section out, glue it in. The poly nine like minutes. that poly glue I use, mm. it's a two. It's only two hours. Mm. Um, I've got a fast. I've got a one hour one there. So. You could be Come back on. out that RV. Yeah, man. yeah. Two hours, and you're back in the surf. I love so, it. Yeah. You know, well, you sold me anyway, mate. So <laughs> I appreciate your time, it? Steve. Um, how do we look you up on social media? Yeah. Okay. So if, if you go to Instagram, um, my name on Instagram is Green Sticks. So just be Green underscore Sticks S T I X. Um, or the easiest way on the website, just if you Google ETC surfboards, uh, or one word, it'll be the first one that comes up with that. So. Um, yeah, man, I've got a heap of boards on there. It talks a little bit more too about about the journey I've had with it. 
uh, how I build them, that sort of thing. There's a gallery. Every time I make new boards, I, I keep updating that gallery. So, so yeah, um, yeah. If you ever want to come around and check out the boards and and how I build them, yeah, anytime. That's awesome, Steve. Thanks so much for your time, mate. I've really enjoyed it. And yeah, it looks like you got a new order anyway. <laughs> awesome, bro. Awesome. It's been great chatting. All right, mate. Thank you.